Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. On this week's episode we're joined by Gwen and Gwen is going to talk us through the births of her two little girls Evelyn and Alwyn. Um, Gwen unfortunately had a little bit of a traumatic experience in her first birth but went on to have an amazing home birth. I'm Gwen, thank you for coming. Thank you for having me, Cora. How long are you in Nace? So we've lived in Nace for all our lives. We're both from Nace. And um, we have two little girls. Alwyn is two and a half, nearly three. And Evelyn is just turned seven months. So was Alwyn planned? So was your first pregnancy planned? Yes, so we did plan her. And um, when we decided we were going to get pregnant... Uh, I assumed that it would take a while and all that, but it actually happened straight away. Yeah, okay. Good. So that was a bit, even though she was planned, it was still like, oh my God, yeah. it happened so quickly, this is actually happening. So, um, and did you fall pregnant soon after you, so did you plan your pregnancy soon after you got married? No, we waited, I think it was a year. Okay. I think it was a year. Yeah. Yeah, because I was just early pregnant, about seven weeks pregnant for our first anniversary we went away. Yeah, so we left okay. it like, And where were you when you found out then? So, oh, we were at home. Um, well, I was at home. Rob wasn't home from work yet. So I did the test and I was like, oh my God. And uh, I was like, I'll wait till he gets home now and I'll surprise him. Do you know when you see it's these nights? <laughs> but I was like, no, I couldn't keep it to myself. <laughs> I texted him and he was like, okay. Oh, you texted him? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I have to tell him now. <laughs> but uh, I don't think he really believed it. Um until he got home and okay. saw it for himself. But um And did you use um an ovulation tracker and all of that in the build up to No, time? there was okay. it just happened straight away. Okay, okay. So I literally like I, w- I was keeping an eye on my temperature and stuff. Do you yeah. know the fertility friend I was using that. Yeah. But everything it happened so quickly I just didn't get a chance really to okay, to um do any of that. But uh, yeah, so we fell pregnant and I decided to book in with Hollis Street. Okay. So we went down that route, had our first scan. I think it was 13 weeks, had our first scan. 
and uh, everything looked fine. Uh, was violently Ill, Ill actually with her. Right, okay. Oh my god, terrible morning sickness. You don't put on medication or anything? No, um, I was offered it, but I didn't want to take anything. Yeah. I just felt like I didn't, so I just kind of ploughed through it. But it was it was awful. It's awful. Right up until I was vomiting actually. Right up until delivery. Okay. But it it did ease off now. I wasn't vomiting as frequently from about five months it started. I was only yeah. like maybe once a week, one like twice a week. So it wasn't like really bad the whole pregnancy, thankfully. But um, no other issues in the pregnancy. It was pretty straightforward apart from the vomiting. And care-wise, did you do, uh, were you private, semi-private or public? Public, yeah. And did you use the nurse, the NACE clinic? As well? No, because I went Hollis Street. There's no. Oh right, okay. Na- I just felt like I want at the time. Uh, my mother and sister went there. I just felt like I wanted to go there. You did you do the classes, the antenatal? Classes oh yeah, I did antenatal. Okay. Yeah, with um, with the hospital antenatal classes, a breastfeeding preparation yeah. workshop, and um, yeah, that was it. Just what and the hospital you provided. Those? Yeah, they were very good. Uh, like basic things. Yeah. you know, there wasn't. I wish I'd done the the hypnobirthing in that with, with with her. And had you prepared like postnatally, so you had you read up about how to, you know, possibly the baby blues and all that. No, they mentioned it in the hospital. Okay. Like afterwards, they gave you a few leaflets. Do you think that's something that we're lacking that we probably need to be? Definitely, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, th- I feel like you're just kind of left afterwards and yeah. <laughs> go to your GP if you have problems. Do you know? But um, so when did your labour start with Alwyn? Labour started. I was thirty nine weeks, five days. Okay. And um, it was about ten o'clock in the evening when I started getting just like like Braxton Hicks, yeah. but they wouldn't go away. Did you have any Braxton Hicks then throughout mm-hmm. your pregnancy? The odd time, okay. yeah, the odd time in the third trimester. Uh, so that started about ten in the evening. Just a few little light tightenings yeah and uh it wasn't going away like usually I was getting them and then they'd go away when I got up and moved around so I said right I'll sit in my ball and bounce for a while and uh, they were just really mild went away or not sorry they didn't go away um and I decided to go to bed so I went to bed and um they were waking me up a few times during the night just getting more intense but still very mild like not painful or anything yeah so that went on until the next morning and about nine o'clock they were starting to get very close together and a bit more painful so you were timing them at this stage then yeah I had an app oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> I have screenshots contraction app <laughs> and um yeah no for the second time round, I was like that app is not coming anywhere no. <laughs> but whatever yeah. uh that was m- mistake number one but the app anyway, and they were getting, they were quite close together. Like they were coming, they were 10 minutes apart, then they were 15 minutes apart, and then they were five minutes, like it was really erratic. Okay. And then the app started flashing, go to hospital. Yeah, see, that's I like, why I found, I find that yeah, really stressful. Yeah, I really that. never again, mm. like, but yeah, so this, I was like, Rob, this is saying we have to go to hospital. I was waiting and seeing, I text my mom, I was like, do you think I should? And she was like, oh yeah, go in, better to be safe. So... They were getting pretty intense now in, in the car on the way up. And by the time we got to the canal, like going up to Hollow Street, I was really like lifting out of the seat. Yeah. They were quite painful. And uh, so we got to the hospital. 
went into admissions and even the lady there at the desk was like, oh my God, we need to get you upstairs now. And I was like, oh, brilliant. Like, it's <laughs> it's quite intense, but it's it's fine. You thought it was manageable. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I knew nothing at that point. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you know? um, so going upstairs, I went upstairs, got examined and they said that you're not in labour at all. Right. Uh, to go home and uh, they were it was qu- getting quite intense the whole time my back was really starting to hurt so I was saying god like this doesn't feel like nothing okay do you know what I mean yeah. but they were saying um that I hadn't started dilating yet and um and had you voiced that you felt that it was more than just oh yeah it said I was like it, it's it feels pretty intense and uh, they were kind of saying, okay, maybe don't go home. Is there anyone you know that's close by? And I was saying, no. So they asked what I would like to go up to stay in Unit 3 for a while. So I said yes. Yeah. I decided to go in and uh, things got really, really intense very quickly. I went into the shower and, um, yeah, just things really intensified, especially after the shower. Uh, just my back all in my back okay really really bad and so um, do they know which way the baby was facing then because sometimes the no they never they okay. never mentioned it I was saying like my back is really really hurting yeah. me it's all in my back there was no break in between contractions at all it was oh, just okay. constant pain and um I was examined again I don't know I've lost all space of sense of time yeah as you do <laughs> so I don't know what time this was I was examined and they said I was only about one to two centimeters okay um, and I was like, why am I in so much pain? Like, I just felt like something wasn't right. Yeah. And um, I had said that, I was like, I don't feel some. I feel like something's not right, um, that I'm in so much pain. But they said, oh, no, no, this is labour. And they, get, they brought me down the ball, but I did not want to be on the ball. <laughs> but someone brought me a birthing stool and that was, okay. that helped a lot. Yeah. And the toilet helped a lot. Yeah. Uh, so that went on for a few hours uh, had you um, uh, discussed pain relief prior to... I had. I, I didn't want pain relief. I felt like I didn't want it. I wanted to like, do it as naturally as I could. Yeah. But I, was, I wanted to keep an open mind as well. Because yeah. I didn't know what way things were going to go. And I think you have to kind of go into it with an open yeah, mind. Agree, yeah. Or you're just setting yourself up for disappointment. Yeah. But uh, they, I found them actually... They were coming often asking me did I want pethidin and I really didn't want the pethidin okay because I'd really hoped to breastfeed and I had read that it can make baby really drowsy and that's yeah. so was like I really don't want the pethidin but they were coming every now and then asking me did I want it and I was just saying no I just want to wait and see but things were getting really really intense it was very painful um so we in my back been like 14 plus hours into it at this stage yeah, but it wasn't all, like, it sounds awful when you say how I many, but it wasn't all that bad. Like, I'd say it was pretty intense from when I got in, probably from about 11, and I was formally admitted at about 7 o'clock. Okay. But by that point, I was just like, I can't take the pain anymore. Yeah. I'm not dilating, nothing is happening. I need help. And I was just like, I need the epidural at this okay. stage. It was so painful. So I... They admitted me then, I was, I walked down the, they made me walk to the corridor, that was awful, oh my god, to the, <laughs> the birth suite. 
But that was great. Once I got the epidural, then could finally relax. Yeah. That was amazing. <laughs> oh my God. So you would have been about three then when they gave you the epidural? I don't you know. Remember? I can't remember. Um, I must have been because yeah. they, they were like, we have to break your waters first. Okay. So they did that, but I must have been somewhat dilated yeah. if they broke the waters. And um, got the epidural and I was able to relax then. Uh, it was much welcome relief from yeah. what it, but it was never mentioned at any point that baby was in a different position okay. or anything like that. But um, was the baby monitored? Yeah. Okay. So it was on the monitor then. Um, the epidural line on my back, kind of switch sides every now and then. Uh, baby was fine. I was able to just lie down, have a bit of rest. Yeah. Um, a few hours went by and then Rob went out I think he went out just to text somebody he just went out for a break and then the monitor started beep 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 beep, beep and they were like okay. oh what's this and a few people came into the room and they explained then the baby's heart um, was dipped so they wanted to keep an eye oh sorry I never mentioned I was on I was put on the the drip the what's it called syntocin drip yeah 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 uh, just to speed things okay. along as well when I got the epidural. So they turned that down then because baby's heart wasn't looking good. Who was in the room with you at that stage? It was midwives. I think a doctor came in at that point. Okay. There was a few people there. Turned the drip down then and just monitored baby and the heart rate went back. So they were happy then with her for another while. Okay. And then the drip got turned back up and... Uh, Things progressed and they asked, could they put on an internal monitor into her scalp? Do you okay. know a little clip-on one? So that went on and um, it was actually awful, all this beeping and machines. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a, very medical all of a yeah, yeah, very medical, all these different sounds happening, not the ideal birthing atmosphere at all and how did you find then the support from the midwives were they able to like ease your mind or did they tell you what was going on at the time yeah they were they were only telling you what you know as much as they wanted you to hear really yeah. do you know what i re i found them t- they were just so busy busy yeah yeah do you know they don't get a second they're flying yeah. in and out to other do you know it's just it's crazy um so they had a monitor across your tummy did they yeah that was on yeah and uh yeah, the internal monitor then, you could hear, it was like her heartbeat, you could hear it after, with each contraction, you could hear it dipping down and slowly, okay. slowing down. And um, so they weren't happy then, later on, the machines started going again and suddenly the room was just full of people. It was very and, scary. Uh, yeah, it was like, what's going on? And uh, a doctor came in and just said, baby's heart rate isn't looking good. Okay. They wanted to get her out now so um and do you know at that stage how many uh how far you were dilated oh yes sorry no i was checked before that i was 10 centimeters so she said go ahead and try pushing so i did a few pushes but um baby just she wasn't coming okay and uh they got me to try a few more times but nothing was happening so her heart rate again was just dipping dipping so they came in and said we just have to get her out and so the doctor said okay let me do a few more pushes and then he said I'm gonna have to do an episiotomy and forceps she has to come out now 
So how did how did you feel straight away? Oh, it was terrified. Yeah. It's like I do not want an episiotomy. But um she had to come out, so I yeah. suppose you don't really have the choice in that moment. It's a very helpless feeling. It is very helpless, yeah, because yeah, you're you're stuck in this bed, you know, and then he was getting the forceps ready and the midwife was like, it's going to feel like you're going to come off the bed, but we'll have you. And they were just kind of holding me down by the shoulders okay. while he was pulling. And uh, yeah, very forceful. I never imagined it was it would be that forceful, yeah. the forceps. But out she came anyway, and she was just kind of placed on my tummy while I think they must have cut the cord or something. Then she was brought over to the little area to be yeah. rotated. I don't know what it was. But uh, it felt like, yeah, Yeah. like the, I don't know what they call it, but it it was mad the way they did it because a a piece of furniture was put in front of Rob so he couldn't come out. Okay. And uh, her colour was off and she was like navy. And I was like, is she okay? Is she okay? And they weren't answering us and you could just see something going on over there. But obviously neither of us could go over. But... um, then we finally heard the cry, so it was, that was a brilliant relief, yeah. yeah. So she was brought over then and placed my tummy in my vest, and or in my, whatever I was wearing, nightdress. And uh, we had a bit of skin to skin, and then the doctor just explained to me that I had had a third degree tear, okay. and that he would give me a few stitches, but it would need to be repaired in theatre. Right, okay. So while he was doing that, I just attempted to breastfeed her, but she was, I'd say she was just in pain. Like she had a mark down her face from the forceps and she was just, she just wouldn't latch on. So they said, look, we'll try again when you come back down. So I said, Rob, will you stay with the baby? So he did that and uh, I went up into theatre, got repaired. I was gone now for a good while. I think that was about quarter to three. Quite a while away from her um so by the time I got back to her now she was very hungry okay um uh, my husband told me later that in the recovery room or not the recovery room wherever he was with the baby uh they kept coming in with a bottle and he was saying no she wants to breastfeed and I just I can't believe he did it because I wouldn't be able to do that so I'm so grateful he did that that he was able to refuse them um, because and had you discussed beforehand like a few oh, key yeah. things that you needed him to oh yeah no I was like beforehand I was like yeah I want you to stay with the baby if something happens and yeah. uh, and I, he knew that I wanted to breastfeed so he he was able to refuse Go the yeah, yeah I yeah. would I wouldn't have been able to at all yeah just the way I was so tired I would I would have just given in definitely yeah. but um by the time I got back to her then she was starving the poor thing so we attempted to latch her again and I found it really, really difficult. So at that point, I was so tired. You I was so sore. I was just like, oh my God, will I just give her a bottle? But then this amazing midwife came over and uh, she just sat with me for ages until oh, she lovely. latched. And then she was like, you don't need that bottle. And she took it and went off. So I'm really grateful to her. Gone then, yeah. So. Oh, and then she, once she got on, it was fine. Yeah. We, we <coughs> sorry we were grand for the few days then not a bother okay. yeah and how so. was your recovery then after the surgery oh it was hard yeah it was very hard so I had a catheter in for the first few days just okay. because of the swelling and um very painful couldn't sit up like I even found trying to sit up just to take her from the little crib to feed her yeah. was impossible I had to go on my side 
and um, like the poor midwife like you're trying to they were saying ring the bell if you need us but they're just not able to come to you it's crazy you're really apprehensive to do mm. it as well because oh, you oh yeah because you know they're off. so busy yeah the recovery then was yeah was recovery tough. was tough uh, I, they did give me painkillers um and in fairness, even though it was it was sore and uncomfortable, I was surprised by how quickly it healed. Yeah. So like by the first week, I was able to sit up again, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, by by two weeks, I was pretty much like pain free. Okay. Like sitting, like that was fine. But re- I recovered well, but it was a long recovery. Yeah. And know, so was the, you had the episiotomy as well as the tear. Yeah, the episiotomy tore into a a third degree tear. So they had mentioned physio. So my public health nurse referred me to the women's physio. And she was brilliant. Did a few months with her. And um, I felt I I really did make progress with the physio. Just learning how to do your pelvic floor exercises correctly. And just being checked. Like having someone like she, she was able to check me internally and yeah. she, like she, I found her brilliant now I'm glad the public health nurse did that yeah and it was great because she was asked she had I think she had asked me at the time uh did they refer me to physio in the hospital and I said no and she was like oh I'm going to refer you <laughs> yeah brilliant. so no I did a few months with that and then the hospital had made me appointment for the, the perennial clinic to see was it Dr. Myra Fitzpatrick? Okay. So I went to her seven months postnatally. They did like a 3D scan of the area just okay. to see how well it had healed. And uh, then you make a decision then on future births. Right. Depending on how well it had healed. So she was very happy. She said it's healed really well. And uh, absolutely go for a vaginal birth the second time. Yeah. Uh, but she said that the option... For a C-section is always there if you want it. Okay. So I said, that's fine. At, obviously, at that point, I wasn't thinking of any yeah. future births. And that was probably but, thanks to the fact that you paid so much attention to your recovery as well. Yeah, no, definitely going to physio and seeing someone like definitely made all the difference. Yeah, okay. Now, in fairness, though, I did have, because of the third degree tear, I did have urgency issues for a good few months. Yeah. But um, up to a year, if I'm being honest. Yeah. A year before I felt completely normal. Normal. <laughs> I think that's yeah. average as well. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. I think it's to be expected with that type of tear though as yeah. well. Like but um it did heal. Like at the at the time I was like, How is this ever going to yeah. heal? And it really did. And someone actually mentioned the doctor actually mentioned when I was back for that check that my repair was very good. Okay. So I think I'm lucky that the tear was spotted and that I got the repair in theatre. Yeah. So, you know, some women don't get yeah. that. And so I'm, I am thankful that yeah. I got repaired properly. And how did your breastfeeding go? Breastfed, so it was fine. Like no major problems. I did have lat nipples. Okay. So that made it really difficult to latch her. But we just got, we got through it. Yeah. We just kept persevering um in the hospital the lactation consulted had come around to talk to me and she had mentioned just while I'm finding it difficult to latch to express a bit and then use the syringe and I did that once but it was just it was too much I wasn't bothered you know it's like I'll just uh make the effort and um 
it was fine we got through it like her she did have a little bit of a lip tie and I had spoken to the the public health nurse it was the one that spotted it actually she was great and uh, she had mentioned about getting it snipped but well did I want to wait and see because it was only causing me discomfort she was getting plenty of milk because she was gaining weight so because of that I decided not to because we were we were getting through it and then it all settled down in a few weeks and she was fine she fed brilliantly she gained weight uh I wasn't in discomfort so I just I was glad then that I I didn't have to get it snipped and um yeah feeding went great with her I fed her for 19 months um yeah no no major issues it was grand yeah and how long was your total stay in the hospital then? Um, when did I go in? I went in, it was the Tuesday I went in and I went home the Friday. Right. And they had wanted to keep me until the Monday. But I was like, no, I, I need weekend, to get out here. Right? Yeah, yeah, I need to get out. So, uh, but it was fine. Like I, I'd gotten the catheter out at that stage. I was weaned fine. Like yeah. the swelling was going down. I had my painkillers. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, I didn't have my painkillers. I went home from hospital. I'd know they didn't give me a prescription for anything. <gasps> and at the time, I was on the painkillers. So I was like, I'm, I feel fine. And then a few hours after arriving home, I was like, no, I need painkillers. So Rob went to my GP and asked. And thankfully, she gave me a prescription yeah. for the diphene. But um, yeah, it was fine. Like, actually, my GP had mentioned, I'll oh, be careful breastfeeding with the diphene. So I was like, I wasn't taking that many. And then my public health nurse was like, no, it's it's perfectly safe. Yeah. Take them. I was like, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I really needed them. So. Uh, and then how did you find going home? Did you feel like you experienced the baby blues at all? You know, those first few days. The fir- Yeah, definitely the first okay. few days. Yeah. But just because, I think it's just so out- overwhelming. And really the lack of sleep hit me like a ton of bricks. Yeah. Like not that I wasn't expecting it, but I wasn't expecting it to be so hard. And just with breastfeeding, like Alwyn was a very demanding feeder. Okay. She went all night, all day. And she would feed for an hour. Um, just the kind of baby she was. But then, and you've a responsibility to make sure that your supply is, you Oh know, yeah, well thankfully, thankfully now I had an oversupply. Okay. Um, Did you pump at all? No, okay. I didn't because I was afraid of encouraging more of an oversupply. Yeah. Uh, so my public health nurse had advised me to stay away from the pump while that was going on. So, but it was grand. Like it just nights were hard. Now the first few weeks, I'd have to get Rob just to hold her, just so I could sleep for an hour or two, yeah. and then feed her again. But gradually, now she settled, and it was fine. Yeah, it is just a shock when you get it home, is, and, yeah. especially after just giving birth. Yeah, because you, know, you, you you've no chance to recover. It's yeah. just straight into it. Like you've no chance to. You, you're up all night before the birth in labour. And then straight into it, no yeah. sleep. It's a shock to the system. It is. I think. And I think especially because you're so naive to it as well. The first time round. Yeah, you have absolutely no idea what no. to expect. <laughs> no. And then when did you decide to start trying for Evelyn? So with Evelyn then, Alvin was about one and a half when I got pregnant with her. She was planned as well. And because I'd gotten pregnant with Alwyn so quickly immediately I naively assumed that that would be the case the second time but yeah. it wasn't um, she took a few more months took a few months now to become pregnant with her 
And did you stop breastfeeding at this stage then? No, I was no, still okay. breastfeeding. So I'd say that's why, like I was trying to track my cycles as I did before. Yeah. With the, but my temperature was all over. The, and it's just because the of the breastfeeding. Yeah. yeah, you just, I found it very difficult to track. Um, I, it was very hard. And I was just getting, like my periods were all over the place, very okay. erratic. So it just took that little bit longer. But it eventually happened then. And um, straight away, like, <laughs> so from conception, I already felt like I had a little tummy and everything. Did I was you? like, oh my God, it's very different <laughs> the second time around. But uh, it was very hard now. I had to stop breastfeeding. Um, all of it. I think it was about seven weeks. I was just so sick. Again, The okay. sickness and the tiredness. And I had to stop breastfeeding her because I literally didn't have anything left in me anyway just from being so sick so that was hard for her it's a completely different ball game when you have a toddler running around as you know um you have no chance to rest or anything and I'd gone back to work I was only working two three days but that was even that was so hard just being so sick but luckily the sickness this time didn't last as long it was definitely more violent but thankfully it was all like I didn't vomit again from about 16 weeks. That's still long. That's yeah. yeah. But I don't know which is worse. Yeah. yeah. Being more violently <laughs> or having it go on for so long. Like this time I found, I found it the first time I could always make it to a bathroom if I needed to be sick. This time the middle of Tesco on the street no. in the car park and work. It was awful, awful. And I found with Alwyn, I'd always find something that I was able to eat. Yeah. Whereas with her, I, there was nothing I wanted. I just, it was awful. And did you consider medication then this time? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. But I went into, I had my first appointment with the consultant. This time, because of what happened, I felt I didn't want to go back to Hollis Street. So I booked yeah. in with the Coombe. Okay. And had my first appointment there and straight away the consultant was very adamant that I should be having a section. And I felt differently. Based on what? (laughs) Based on the tear. Okay. So, oh, I could go on and on about this. But even after your, you remember you had the 3D scan? Yeah, they had said, go ahead. And even the, the doctor who delivered Alwyn with forceps, he was saying... He was saying, look, it looks like you're not going to recover now, but you will. And okay. you have the choice of C-section, but I would advise you to go vaginal birth. He was saying the C-section is a much longer recovery. Yeah. And I didn't, I fe- really felt like I didn't want that anyway. But the consultant this time around was very adamant that that's what I should be having. So And you went public again? Public again, okay. yeah. So I was saying, no, I, I definitely don't want an elective section. Definitely don't want that. And he was saying, okay, well, then I'd like to see you 37 weeks and we'll make plans for an induction. And I was like, no. Leave me alone. <laughs> I was like, no, I don't want that either. And then he was saying, look, you could have a big baby. You could sorry, tear again. Oh, sorry. She was eight pounds. Okay. Yeah. Uh, eight pounds on the dot. Yeah. So why did he assume that you'd... you'd- Oh, okay. He was. <laughs> he probably just taking caution, was he? Yeah, yeah. yeah um, I think so. Like he was saying, 
He was saying you could tear again. Your old scar could open up to a fourth degree tear. Um, Even things were said like the only safe way is a section and all this. And I was like, no, I really don't want that. Mm. I I definitely did not want... I didn't feel that going in for major surgery was the answer. answer. It wasn't something I wanted. So anyway, that was from day one. That was... (laughs) Just, I don't know. So what did you do? Did you change consultant then or? No, you don't have the option with that. With public, you can't change. But I just, I went home and I I talked to Rob about it. And he was like, yeah, because I went to the appointment by myself. Uh, He had to work that day. And he was like, okay, well, we'll just see whatever you want to do. So we, um, he had prescribed me medication for the sickness. What was it called? Um, I can't remember what the medicine, medication is called. Something beginning with S. Was there any mention of hyperemesis? It actually wasn't hyperemesis, no matter how violent it was. Um, I rang VHI midwife yeah. line one just because I, I cannot stop getting sick. I need help. Yeah. What shall I do? And she was saying, are you able to keep down water? And I was like, yeah, I can. And she was like, then it's not hyperemesis. She was like, she was like no matter how sick... He's like, she was like, I know you f- you feel really sick, but it's yeah. not hyperemesis. I was like, I feel so sorry for anyone who does have hyperemesis. Yeah. Like, I honestly can't imagine how bad it is. But um, the medication, anyway, the doctor prescribed me. I really didn't want to take anything during the pregnancy, yeah. but I said, look, I'm so sick. I have to do something. And you were talking so, to the doctor, so it was a yeah. case completely. But I went to the pharmacist and the farm at home, like the went into the chemist and the pharmacist took one look at the medication and she was like I really don't feel like this is good to take in pregnancy um I can't wish I could remember the name of it for you oh no I'll, I'll have a look I yeah I'll touch that I'm afraid to touch that oh, yeah. <laughs> um when I looked it up it's used as like an antipsychotic or something okay and I was like she was like I wouldn't take it myself she was like, I, I can't really advise you to take it. So I was like, oh, that makes me really not want to take it. Yeah. And he had also prescribed me low sec because I was having just kind of a reflux, and, yeah. which was making me sicker. So I was like, look, just give it to me anyway. And the low sec. And she was like, I think the low sec might be enough for you to um, keep the sickness at bay. Yeah. But I, I took the... <laughs> I took the other... the anti-sickness tablets as well with me and I said I'll keep them at home if there's a day where I just cannot cope I'll take it but she was like yeah you can take one and then only take them when you're really bad so I took them with me anyway left them at home and I actually didn't take one at all I just felt like I just wanted to manage without medication but I did take the low sec and that really helped all right okay yeah that really helped and the had the sea sickness bands this time as well I felt they really helped as well even though I was still very sick I felt really felt the difference when I didn't have them on right yeah I've heard of them actually yeah sea bands oh and I went to acupuncture as well for the the morning sickness to go locally yeah to a lady in Clane Okay. I got through it. Like yeah. it just you just cope because you have to, I suppose. But luckily, if re, if I was really bad one day, I just lie on the couch, and luckily Alwyn was happy to play around the yeah. sitting room when I just lay there. 
But uh, we got we through it anyway. Yeah, so oh, it's terrible. I was lying on the bathroom floor and then I was yeah. changing Oliver's nappy and I had to run in and throw it's up in awful. the toilet. Yeah. yeah. It's very hard as well when you've a, a little one. You don't have the same luxury of just lying no, there all day. Yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. So once you're past that, about once 16 weeks. Once you're past that, yeah, then the SPD kicked in. Okay. So it was replaced by something else. And I hadn't had that with Alwyn. I had had a very sore pubic bone after the birth of Alwyn that went on for a good few months, actually. Okay. Mild pelvic pain, but I'd say it was just due to the forceps. Yeah, right. Um, so this time now, it, it started off mild enough, just pain in the pubic bone. And then it just gradually got worse and worse. And I was like, okay, I have to go and see someone about this. So I booked in for, to a physio just to yeah. get their opinion. And uh, they gave me some exercises to do. And then I was finding when I was coming home from work, the days I was working, at the end of the day, I'd be in bits. And I was actually visibly swollen. It was that sore. <laughs> and um, so... So did you use an ice pack around? Like yeah, that? ice yeah. pack okay. in the evenings brought it down just as the weeks went by it just got more and more painful and um the hospital had booked me into a clinic in nace hospital the the women's physio there so i was seeing the lady there she gave me loads of exercises to do and that was great it did definitely make a difference to the pain but I eventually ended up with the crutches yeah which was very difficult in work because I worked in childcare, like you can't 
take care I had the babies as well so you yeah. can't have the babies with two crutches yeah. so I'd have one crutch kind of going around as I got here and so, ha- so how far gone were you then with the crutches what week were you on do you can remember I can't remember it was definitely in the third trimester when okay. I started needing those but I kind of I was so embarrassed I don't know why I was so embarrassed by the yeah. crutches but I just had to have them because I couldn't even get around the supermarket a lot by of that people point. have to do, it's just yeah. a, a, it's just necessary it's awful yeah, yeah. But kept going. I ended up finishing up in work because I just couldn't do it anymore. Okay. So that was about was that about thirty weeks, thirty two weeks. Yeah, I had to finish up work. Terrible pain. I never thought of SPD like that. You never think of how bad it is. Yeah. Especially when you're trying to look after another. Like I couldn't lift her. I couldn't. Even putting her into her car seat, even that motion, like yeah. Go up very the stairs, painful. Just yeah, going I up have it now stairs. Well, yeah. Oh, it's awful. <gasps> so we will move on then to the reason why you chose a home birth and the preparation as well. Yes. So home, um, as I was pro- like, as the weeks went by in the hospital, every time I'd have an appointment, um, they were re- they were mentioning the induction and the, okay. the C-section. And then one appointment I was with, with the midwives in the coom. Uh, one particular mid- midwife had mentioned that I should have an elective episiotomy. And I was like, a what? So that was the final straw for me. I was just like, no, they're just not on board with me. I don't feel... I, I genuinely did not feel safe in their care anymore okay. because they just weren't on board with what I wanted all these things were being suggested. Like it was amazing the different opinions. You'd see one midwife one week who was like, "Oh yeah, upright position, use the pool if you can, yeah. you'll be fine." And then the next week you'd see someone else who's suggesting an elective episiotomy after having a third degree tear. You know, I just I thought it was nuts. And was Rob with you then when when any, no, no, he was because the the clinics in Nice I just pop in before work. Yeah. And, but I, I, that was the final straw. I got, yeah. I got so upset actually after she mentioned that, and it was just I was like I can't do this anymore. And I text Rob and I was like I don't want to, I want to have the baby at home. Yeah. So what was his reaction then? He was like just do whatever you need to do. So supportive. Yeah. yeah brilliant. But I was I had been booked into Anya's hypnobirthing course. Yeah. And that was for the following week. I think it was around 30, 31 weeks was booked into that that was the two-day course and it was amazing okay cool she was very inspiring mm-hmm. and <laughs> and uh she really inspired us Great. now to to have like a vaginal birth to have the home birth and i just assumed because i'd looked it up myself and there was a table of um like reasons why you may not qualify okay. for a home birth and one of them was a third degree tear right and in another one of the tables was hypothyroidism, which I have an, un, an underactive thyroid. Yeah. So them do, them two together, I assumed that I was out for home birth with the HSE, that I couldn't have one. So I had mentioned it to Anya, and she was like, oh, no, you can. You just need, um, you need to discuss it with a consultant and just have it signed off that you've discussed the risks with a consultant. Now, at the end of the course, I approached Anya and... I was like, we think we want to go for a home birth. Um, and uh, what did, I, did, I te- did I ask her then or did I text her? 
But anyway, thankfully, she had availability yeah. uh, to be our midwife as well. So she kind of got everything going for us. Okay. The application started and I was just worried because it was so late starting it off. Um, so we started the process anyway. And uh, I booked in my next appointment with my consultant. I went in to discuss it with him because obviously I had to get it signed off by him. Yeah. Or not signed off, but... Discuss, have it discussed have it in writing that it was discussed with him and were you nervous about his reaction to yeah yeah, yeah. and it, I think I think it was that time I think it was the first time we went and discussed it that it turned out he was gone to an emergency so we didn't even get to see him and it had to be him it couldn't be a reg it had to be him so we had to wait then uh, we eventually got up to do it and yeah his reaction was um quite unsupportive oh really yeah he was just saying I don't think it's a good idea um he was like I think you should have the section and this time Rob was with me so he was like oh my god um he was like I think you have, should have the section or the induction I don't think it's a wise decision and I was like that's fine but I don't want either of those I want to have the home birth so we discussed through he went through the risks and that and um, so he wrote in my chart just that it was discussed the yeah. but he he would recommend a C-section. Okay. So that came to a problem then with yeah. the designated midwife officer who comes out and like she's uh, she gets all your paperwork ready for the home okay. birth. What she do? I think she's responsible for. Like making sure you're eligible for the the okay. home birth. So they do like a risk assessment and then assess your house. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. She came out and chatted with me, so she didn't like that he had written. Um, I recommend C-section. Yeah, well, that's understandable. Like, yeah. So she she was great actually. She ended up going up to him herself and just getting him to add a bit onto the chart that it was it was discussed and okay. that. So that was fine. It was cleared. I don't think everything was fully sorted until 37 weeks. So I was starting to get really like panicked. And Anya was great. She was saying, just keep doing your hypnobirthing tracks yeah. and just relax. And so that really helped him not to get stressed. Um, and I bought a birth pool. And I, it did cross my mind. I was like, what if I don't get the home birth and I have to buy in this birth pool? But I just wanted to prepare anyway and have everything yeah, ready. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, and it was, it was, it was brilliant because your antenatal checks are just at home. Yeah. Do you know, it's lovely just to be able to lie on your own couch and have your checks not have to go into the... Well, we still had to go into the hospital because the GP didn't have... I don't know if you're aware of the, the whole Medisec thing, the insurances with the GPs. Yeah, they won't yeah. see uh, women who were having home births. Yeah. So I did run into problems there. My GP couldn't see me anymore. So I did have to keep going to the hospital for my, the, the, yeah, the, the antenatal appointments that would have been with my GP. Okay. I had to go to the hospital with those and then with Anya for the others. Um, but it was all right. Like I still could go to the NACE clinic, so that was fine. Yeah. Um, but then when it came to the prescription for things that you need for the home birth, like obviously the doctor couldn't do it. So luckily someone did it for me in the hospital. Okay. And uh, that was fine, but I just found it was it was really difficult because, you know, you're tr- you're trying to, 
just get in for your antenatal yeah. appointments you know, and your GPs can't see you like I, I don't know it's hard for other women who are miles away from the hospital you mm. know and you have to drive all the way in just to be seen and instead could, of going to your GP because you found another GP that would have it's hard to find a GP anyway yeah, yeah there was none anywhere like I'd been told someone had advised one in Clane but I, I didn't want to move GPs yeah. either just for that um, and plus nobody was taking new patients and it seems to be the same across the board it seems to be only one or two that will actually see okay. um, home birthing women so I just I was like it's fine NACE clinic is right beside me I'll just do that but it was quite inconvenient I have yeah. to say yeah had you planned who was going to be there with you so who was going to take Alwyn and... oh yeah we we decided not to tell anyone that we were having a home birth oh cool okay because I just didn't want to listen to anyone saying oh but what if this happens and what if yeah, that happens so I just right. didn't yeah. want to listen to any negativity yeah. around it so we chose not it's to tell idea, anyone actually. yeah yeah so for taking Alwyn like we'd never left her overnight so we were really worried and then we were kind of Rob was like oh we just keep her here she mightn't wake and I was like I don't know like and we decided no we won't so we had my sister my sister was going to take her but she was going on holidays um just after my due date so she okay. was like if I'm not here um obviously I can't do it so I was like hopefully she comes before you yeah. go but I ended up going a week overdue okay so she was on holidays um and so my mom took her then um so I'll get into the labour, I suppose. Yeah. I was a week overdue and getting really, really fed up. Right. So the SPD must have been through the roof then. Well, it actually, the SPD actually disappeared. Well, it didn't disappear completely, but from about 37 weeks, I don't know whether baby dropped down a bit, yeah. but the pain just went and um, I didn't need the crutches anymore. Like it was still really mild, but it was only like, second trimester yeah. pain like it wasn't no swelling I could walk anything. again I could do things you know it was brilliant everybody does that yeah, yeah. I was like, like I was like how do I not need the crutches anymore and like last week I was dying but um thankfully because yeah. I was really worried about the birth I was like how am I going to manage the birth in this much pain with the SPD and yeah. just thankfully it just went okay it's a miracle and it was great because I was able to enjoy then my last few weeks with Alwyn yeah and take her for walks and things like that. It was amazing. Um, but yeah, I went. My due date came and went, and I'd assumed because Alwyn came, well, she ended up being born the day before her due date, that the same would happen again. Yeah. But no, a week over. So I think it was forty weeks, six days. I had an appointment with Anya, so she had offered sweep at that stage and okay. I was like oh god yes please anything to get things okay. going and how did that feel was it painful or uncomfortable uncomfortable but no it wasn't painful at all um like I had been having really intense Braxton Hicks for weeks from about 36 weeks on and off they'd stop they'd come and then they'd go I'd have them for a little while then they'd come back overnight they'd wake me up overnight and yeah. that went on for weeks I was like, this baby is going to come early. Yeah. Did, you, what, did no. it make you nervous? Did that make you nervous? No, I was no, just okay. like, get this baby out of me. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I was just coming and going. So I assumed that uh, 
she would come early but that wasn't the case and I was going on long walks trying to get things going and it would I'd get loads of contractions and then as soon as I got home it would stop and okay. or I'd text on you saying oh I'm getting I'm getting some now um I'll go to bed and then they're gone Do you know yeah that went on for weeks it was really frustrating so just a day before 41 weeks then I had an appointment with Anya uh, she did the sweep and I just spent the rest of the evening bouncing up and down in the ball just trying to get anything happening and uh, I was getting loads of contractions then so I was like oh brilliant went to bed and then everything just stopped yeah that is frustrating so <laughs> and was your appointment with Anya in your house yeah yeah lovely okay so um the next day because I was 41 weeks I had an appointment up at the hospital okay and uh was that the morning yeah I had woken up at about five o'clock in the morning for apparently no reason I just sat up in the bed I was like why the hell what woke me like why did I wake up like this and I couldn't get back to sleep and I just walked downstairs walked around and then I started getting contractions okay I was like oh weird this is interesting and they were really intense so and I was I was meant to go into the hospital that morning um, to check baby just because I was 41 weeks just to make sure the placenta was okay baby okay. was happy um, so I texted Anya and I said I'm getting a few contractions I'm not sure if it's labour I don't want to go up to the hospital like if I'm going to yeah. Um, yeah, if I am in yeah. labour so Anya was like I'll come over and check you so I was like that's grand so she came over and it was only about I think did she say was it two to three centimeters two centimeters probably so she advised to go into the hospital anyway get your scan get checked and then come back so I really didn't want to to go in and were you in pain at this stage no no I wasn't pain no yeah yeah no I wasn't in pain it was still quite mild but um they were coming every about 15 minutes so we went up to hospital anyway um when I checked in with the midwives, I just mentioned to them, I was like, look, I think I'm in early labor and I'm eager to get home, having a home birth. So would you mind like put me to the front? And they did. They oh, put brilliant. my chart okay. to the front, but I was still waiting around a bit. Um, I went down for my scan. Everything looked great. The percent was great. Baby was happy. Uh, so then I had to go back to see the doctor and uh, it wasn't the consultant there. It was just one of the other doctors so um I went in to see her and I was just like look I'm in early labor now but she was saying okay uh you're 41 weeks we're gonna I'm gonna book an, an induction for Monday and I was like no I don't want an induction and I was like I'm pretty sure um labor has started I'm in early labor now so she was like okay can I examine you and she was like no you're barely three centimeters I don't know I don't know if you'll go today she was like look I'll book the induction for Monday and I was like look I'm not coming in for an induction before 14 days over because that's when the that's when Anya's insurance um with the like the HSE midwives that's when it ends 14 days uh, you can go over so I was like I'm not coming in before then and then she was saying oh our policy is 10 days and I was like that's okay but I'm not coming in so she was like okay what about Tuesday and I was like look I'm pretty sure I'm in early labor now I'm not coming in she was like okay I'll go and talk to the she had to go and talk to a consultant then she came back and she was like I have you booked in for Wednesday and I was like (laughs) 
like okay that's fine but yeah. I won't be here sort of thing so so that would have brought you to where so if she I think that was th- was that 13 13 days okay overdue yeah so I said that's fine <laughs> I'm going home now so I I knew things were getting really intense now like when we were sitting waiting for the doctor I found that I was going forward like that's so what kind of right. I had an idea that yeah. things were starting so I said, oh, I better eat something now while I still want to eat just for the day ahead because I don't, didn't know how long things were going to take. And yeah. So we went into the cafe, just grabbed a sandwich takeaway and just booted it home. And I just ate the sandwich in the car. But it was even fine by then in the car. I was like, oh. Okay, but it still wasn't painful. It was just really intense. So we got home anyway. And I was like, look, just get the house ready. And... Um, yeah, Anya had texted me just asking how I'd got on, so I just told her that everything was grand and that um, where I was, the contractions were, say, this many apart, and uh, I'd let her know how things were, because I still f- I felt fine, like I yeah. just wanted to... I wasn't even sure whether it was actual labour yet. And did you have the pool so, up and everything at this stage? No. No, okay. So I was like, get home, get the place sorted, get the pool up. So we got home and I just started running around. Like I just wanted to prepare for every eventuality. I didn't know whether I'd get into the pool and wouldn't like it. So yeah. I had the bed covered. I put um, plastic sheets down on the bed, the couch. Uh, just tried to clean the house. I don't know why I was cleaning at that point. But you know, when oh, no, you other it. people are coming over to her, it's like, oh my God, I have to clean. <laughs> so I was running up and down the stairs and then I found like a up and down to the toilet a lot and things were just getting more and more intense and I'd be halfway up the stairs and then have to get down on all fours on the stairs and I was probably nice that you could do that that you weren't like restricted to a room or like you could just do whatever great yeah and I definitely think running around cleaning helped move things along um so Rob started getting the pool ready like we'd gotten home and put the immersion on straight away that was one of my worries that we wouldn't have enough hot water wouldn't have even thought of that Yeah. yeah but um so that was grand. Then things started to get really, really intense and I just had to be on all fours. So I texted Anya and I just said, look, um, I think this is it. I have to get down on all fours. So she just rang me and was like, I'll be out to you soon. So I just carried, I had to put my TENS machine on at that point okay. as well. Uh, so I just carried on and she arrived and just checked me. And I think I was four centimetres, okay. four, mm. four or five can't remember now but uh she was like yeah you're more or less in active labor so it's like great so that was it I just stayed in the sitting room just on all fours and in between contractions I was just drinking my Lucozade and um Anya made me a big glass of her um labor aid all right okay yeah so that was great we had all the stuff there ready because in the in the her hypnobirthing class she gives you a great list of things to have for the labor yeah so we had that um and I was just trying to drink and stuff in between go up to the toilet when I could and um I tried the ball but again just couldn't could not be on it I just had to be on all fours and how did you find the pain in comparison with all ones did you no comparison at all yeah because there was a break in between contractions like in between I was fine and uh yeah really manageable uh just really relaxed like I think it was just because it was my own home like it was so calm like even when Anya arrived like everything was so calm they just sat out chatting getting everything ready you know and then the the second midwife arrived and 
like I just it was so calm there's no comparison at all <laughs> to yeah. the, the hospital and did you feel um a little bit nervous that in case there was an intervention needed it crossed my mind like what what will I do if this happens yeah. and that but I don't know it just the hypnobirthing really helped just relax and I knew going into it like that I did not want to be on my back again I did not want um interventions yeah. you know so I think the only safest option for me or that I felt was to be at home yeah so that's where I, I just felt safer at home and um like I know the consultant was saying oh what if this happens and it'll affect you in years to come with the with menopause or whatever but I don't think a positive birth has to be defined by whether you tear or not like I think like a woman's mental health is just as important and I just could not have that situation again and even Rob like he was like I can't go through that again Mm. so for me I just felt that at home was the best option for us I think it's Mm. I think it's amazing that you were able to be so strong throughout even considering that like you had a lot of negativity Mm. and then you still made the decision I just had to. to, Yeah, you felt it was the right decision. Yeah, I just I didn't feel. I honestly did not feel safe in their care anymore. I just had to go. But um, yeah, no, this it was brilliant. It was so calm. Um, Like when baby needed checking, it was just with the Doppler on my tongue. Like I barely noticed them doing it because I could stay on my all fours or do what I needed to do. Um, And then eventually the pool was ready. And I actually got a moment where I was like, I can't take the TENS machine off. I don't want to get in. I can't <laughs> take the TENS yeah. machine off. But uh, I took it off and I got in, in between contractions. And it was lovely. Um, did miss the TENS machine for <laughs> a little bit. But I got used to it then. The water was lovely. Um, it was on all fours. Um, yeah, so it was about quarter to three when I text Anya saying, oh, I think I'm in labour. So things were moved pretty quickly, I suppose, um, in the pool. Uh, contractions were just getting closer and closer together, more intense. Um, I did have a few moments towards the end where I was like, what the hell am I doing? Yeah, oh my God, what am I doing? Yeah. yeah, that definitely crossed my mind. I was like, oh my God, why am I doing this? <laughs> but uh, got through it. I, I, don't, I don't know which... One of the midwives did this amazing thing on my back, like counter pressure. Okay. I was like, oh yes, I need that to happen at every contraction now, please. Um, And someone was pouring water down my back, so that really helped me cope. Um, The only thing I did find, because I wanted to be on all fours, um, my wrists and knees were getting really sore. Okay. And I tried to switch positions, but just I just had to be on all fours. Yeah, I was actually the same. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, I found it really comfortable. Yeah. That's just where I wanted to be. And it wasn't like in my head, I was like, oh no, I want, I'll definitely want to be upright. But no, that wasn't the case at all. But yeah, things progressed anyway. And yeah, it must have been at the stage of transition where I was getting those thoughts through my head and thinking, what am I doing? This is a mistake. Yeah. And uh, at that point, I think was when I started asking for the gas and air. Okay. And uh, Anya was saying, oh, just give it at the next contraction just see so I did but then it got to a point I was like no I need it now but um yeah I took that and then I started feeling the urge to push and because things had gone so quickly I was like really is it really time to push now because obviously I with all when I hadn't had that sensation at all having the epidural so it was completely new to me 
So I didn't know whether it was right or should I push now. And I even remember Rob, hearing Rob saying, are you going to check her to see what she's dilated? And they were like, no, no, she's fine. Mm-hmm. We'll know or whatever. So I think they can tell by the noises that you're making as well. Yeah, definitely. Time. Yeah, but it was just... It, what I loved about it was just I was just left alone yeah. and they knew when to leave me alone or when to come in do you know yeah. I didn't have to say anything do you know yeah. but um, yeah I started getting the urge to push so I had mentioned it I just said I need to I think I need to push and they're like yeah just go with it it's okay mm-hmm. and I was like okay so the next time I just let it happen anyway and uh, yeah her head came out quite quickly for her shoulders, her shoulders was when I felt a bit of a sting. Okay. And, um, but it wasn't that bad at all. I was like, okay, that's fine. And out she came. And because I was on all fours, I really wanted to catch her myself. But because I was on all fours, I was like, oh, I won't get to do that now. This is what I was thinking in my yeah. head. I was like, that's fine. Someone else will grab her. But I knew she'd come out anyway. And uh, I just heard Anya going, Gwen, get your baby. And I was like, oh my God, oh, I do get together. Cool. So uh, I think someone just pushed her towards <laughs> yeah. me and I took her out. And so, you were in uh, the pillow of the stage? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So um, yeah, out she came and uh, she was a bit like, the Anya had explained to me that uh, baby's born in the water are, they kind of don't come round as quick okay. so she was just sitting there all quiet mm-hmm. and then she let out a huge cry and um, yeah it was great we stayed in the pool for a little bit and um, did you deliver your placenta in the pool as well? no actually I never mentioned that earlier um, the midwife officer that had come round she wanted me to have um the placenta have the injection yeah. for the placenta um what's it called managed third stage is that what yeah. it's called yeah. she wanted me to have that because my blood loss with Alwyn was 500 mils which was I think she said it was tech because it's technically a hemorrhage even though I didn't okay. I didn't hemorrhage yeah. as such it was just from the tear and everything yeah. but she was like I'd really like you to have the managed third stage okay um because of that and I was like, look, if I can, it means I can have my home birth, fine. See, I, I hadn't wanted it because after all, when as soon as I got the injection, I was violently ill right, okay. um, because of it. So I didn't, but I was like, look, if it means I can have my home birth, that's fine. I'll do it. So um, uh, the girls wanted me to get out of the pool just to do that onto the couch. Okay. Um, so they helped me up and I stepped out of the pool I was still holding Evelyn at this stage but I just took a step and out came the placenta oh, okay. onto the floor oh, so it was, it was so like meant to happen, yeah it? so I was yeah. like there we go that's that <laughs> out it came so um that was on the floor anyway and did and, Rob come uh, to board then yeah he yeah, did great. yeah he got yeah. to it was great uh, so well we stayed she stayed connected to her placenta for for a little bit which yeah, was lovely because yeah. I didn't get to do that with Alwyn because she had to be taken away yeah um so that was nice like I just went in lay on the couch with her on me and uh just got checked and I was lying there I was like oh that's brilliant I didn't tear and they're like well you did a bit but I honestly hadn't noticed right, okay. at all but it was only they said barely a second degree and like the difference like I hadn't noticed it happening um like even the stitches got a few stitches but they were fine I could sit like the recovery was so quick okay not a bother and um I just 
breastfeeding then I, she she latched on pretty well we still had um a bit of difficulties but nothing major um, what were the difficulties well this time i had really sore nipples which i hadn't with alwyn but okay. these well a bit a bit of soreness but this was really cracked bleeding which i hadn't had before so um i think she was four days old i saw on facebook the la leche league were meeting in nace yeah. that so i just yeah, went yeah. and i was like help me because mm-hmm. you i think you automatically assume because you've already breastfed well i did anyway i was like i've already done it before i'm not gonna have any problems yeah. but that was not the case um but it was fine nothing major since that there's there was nothing like oversupply again okay which comes with its own issues and you're still feeding now breastfeeding yeah now. still feeding yeah okay. it's going great but even after the birth um like just being able to be at home, go up to your own bathroom. Like even the midwives had gone home, everything was cleared away. I went up and had a shower in my own shower, mm. got into my jammies, came down and we're just sitting on the couch and Rob ordered a takeaway and we're just <laughs> sitting there watching the telly like any other night <laughs> except she was here. Mad. Um, but then the only downside, because of the GP's insurance, I had to take her to the baby clinic up in the coombe the next day right okay so that was like 18 hours after giving birth having to get into the car and go up to the coombe but it was fine like because i felt great like despite i was up all night even though she was born at a great time she was born at um half six in the evening okay like i couldn't believe how good i felt so we went up to the hospital anyway had her little baby check and she was fine came back home then and we um Went and collected Alwyn and okay. let her meet her. Yeah, that yeah. Go? Oh yeah, love at first sight. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it was very oh, cute. Cool. <laughs> yeah, it was very cute. And um, recovery-wise, did you use pelvic floor physio or did you enter like that again? I haven't been okay. and I actually intend on going just yeah. to follow things up. But no, my recovery has been brilliant. Like, okay. I, it wasn't a bother. Like, no pain. Stitches healed really nicely. Um hasn't been a bother like the only thing because the the issues with the gp like i couldn't she was able to get her um two week check six week check but i couldn't okay so So, she could get them to the gp no she could get them with the the baby clinic okay okay. but they wouldn't see me okay they were saying we can't we can't see the women we can only see the babies and did Anya come out to you for a few days post Maybe, yeah, yeah she okay. she came out up until 14 days postnatal okay uh, which was great yeah but then your six week you can't there's no one to do your six week check then yeah. which is fine but i think like for like if that had been the case with alwyn with a third degree tear and there's no one we'll see you in six weeks do you know so you'd no one to check your stitches or anything then at six weeks six weeks no no gp okay. or hospital wouldn't see you but i was fine like luckily i was fine yeah I didn't feel like I needed to anyway. Yeah. Um, I think that's a big issue at the moment. Oh, yeah. Like, there's def- there has to be women falling through the cracks there, yeah. you know, with other issues. After Alwyn's birth, I was like, I don't want to do this again. But after her birth, I was like, I can't wait to do this again. Yeah, really? <laughs> so, yeah, it was brilliant. Um, and do you plan yeah. on having a third? We don't know. We were saying, yeah, maybe, but two is so perfect like yeah. it's like the whole world is designed for family four like those, <laughs> yeah, so it's always two adults day. two kids and <laughs> um, like i was just saying like things are so perfect just the two of them so i don't know we'll wait yeah. and see <laughs> yeah.
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.